Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to tell you about our Alpine Magic Adventures by Disney trip we actually took last year. This is going to be part one of a two-part series. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Chief Executive Officer of Dreams Unlimited Travel, Peter Werner. Hey, everybody. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, also thank- known as Lee Harvey Oswald. There you go. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for being here. Um, again, this was a trip we actually took in 2016, August into September. Um, we are recording it a little bit past our trips. We just got busy and things didn't work out for us. So um, I'm glad to finally have the chance to talk about this trip. Um, I've got a day-by-day breakdown of what we did. We've got pictures of where we stayed and what we ate. But I think we should just start with a general, what did we think of this trip? What was your uh, your general feelings of this Alpine magic? I loved it. I had been told by people who had went that the food was among the best on any ABD, that the scenery was unparalleled, and I loved I loved going to Stressa and I loved seeing Luzerne, but in the middle in the middle we went to Zermatt, and knowing we were going to record this this morning, I said to John, "Would you go back to Zermatt in a heartbeat? It's one of those places that I visited that calls out to me." I uh, I agree. Um... And to, but to say this is among the best ABDs for food, I think is inaccurate. I think it is the best ABD for food in, in particular. Um, we really enjoyed the food on our Germany trip too. See, I didn't do the yeah, Germany trip with you guys, but in terms of the ones that I've done, um, I I think there was only one meal on this that slightly disappointed me, and that was the uh, the, the fondue stop in. Uh, in Zermatt Ooh. when we got there because um, the, the fondue had alcohol in it and it wasn't burned off alcohol and I don't drink. So I can't have alcohol in my food. So for I me, that was a little As disapp- someone who didn't have any problem with that? Yeah, really. we had it was no delicious. I understand it was I'm amazing. sorry. If you hand me hot melted cheese. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I understand completely. And we'll cover that as we go through each day and each meal. But uh, I'm on the same sentiment, sentiment as you guys are. We had heard that this is the best ABD for food and views. And I think that was a theme. That, well, that was the other thing, too, for me, was that on no other ABD, and I've been on 20-plus now, uh, on no other ABD did I get to experience scenery that literally, literally brought me to tears. To the point, I mean, and I'm not talking about just a little tear coming down my. I'm like, I had to walk away from people because it got ugly. It was like an ugly Oprah cry because it was so gorgeous. Un- you know, there are trips you take because you know what you're going to expect. You know, we go to Italy, you go to Venice, you go to Florence, and you think, I know what I'm going to expect here. I did not expect to no. see what I saw on this no, trip. Not at all. Uh, I've said it more than once life changing. Um, it's less about doing things now than seeing things about experiencing those big moments. So, I again, I can't say enough good things about this trip. Very, very exciting. So, this is going to be, like I said, part one of a two-part series. We're going to do days one through three on this show, and then next week we'll re- re- we will release days four through eight, and eight is really our day uh, trip home, so not much to talk about there. So, let's get started. Um, 
In this particular trip, it starts in Streza, Italy. Let me I, just give a little bit of logistics about the trip. I was just saying, but you don't go to Streza. Well, you start out, you fly into Milan. Right. You fly into Milan Airport and you fly out of Zurich Airport at the end of the adventure. If you're just doing the adventure, if there's any sort of pre-travel, you could go on from Zurich. But that is the airport that ABD suggests that you fly home from. Right. We did something different. We did a cruise before this, and we've talked about that cruise, so I don't see any reason to go into that. But, Pete, you did pre-nights in Milan. I did. I spent, I spent uh, four or five nights in Milan before this trip. And, uh, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, Milan is is amazing. Um, and uh, I stayed at the – I got a really good rate. Don't go during um, – don't go during uh, Fashion, Fashion Week. Um, Fashion Week was the week after I was there, thank God, because um, the prices on the hotels just go through the roof. Uh, I stayed at the Park Hyatt in Milan, which I, I, I really – I think I have to say was the best – service experience I've ever had at a hotel anywhere in the world. We um, loved it when we stayed it there. It was breathtaking. Um, and I'll provide Craig some, uh, some pictures of the room. I got a terrace suite in, um, I gotta say that terrace suite. Otherwise it sounds like a terror suite. Um, <gasps> At the Park Hyatt, and it was it was absolutely amazing. And the, the service, location is also the location. You're right there by that Vittorio Emanuel. Vittorio, <laughs> thank you. Um, As if we don't, haven't been. There. It's killer shopping. It's it killer, killer. It's killer the shopping. world's first shopping mall. Believe and it or not, it's amazing. And um, yeah, everything. I, I, I went and I went went to go see the uh, the Last Supper, um, the mural, the, the the Da Vinci mural, and it was. That was that was. We talked about this before. This is one of those things where it's. First of all, you can't do it justice to describe it. No. And second, it's so different than what I expected, because it is a wall, it, right? It's the and wall of a building. It's yeah, because I'm expecting a painting, right? You know, and I'm not expecting a wall, and then I didn't expect an archway. In the like, you look at the painting, the mural, and then in the bottom is like this archway. And I'm like, wait, they made him paint around Norway? No, he wasn't Da Vinci, you know, back in the day. And they needed an they needed a doorway, and so they literally cut in his mural um, to make, build a doorway. There's uh, an interesting story about this during World War II. All of that building that that was in was destroyed by bombs. The only wall that was unharmed was the one with the painting on. And it. that was because the people of Milan took sandbags and just surrounded that painting on both sides with sandbags. So that was the only thing that uh, When we went to survived. see it, there, there was a guide. You have to go through a series of like vapor locks where they oh, blow crazy. dust off you. And then you walk into this room and the lady exp- explained to us that at the, uh, it's at the end of a large hall. And she kept trying to explain to us that at the other end of the hall was a painting by someone. And I'm going to be honest with you. I turned out, tuned out everything she was saying. And I thought, who walks into this room and looks at the other wall? Well, she kept saying, don't turn around. We're going to talk about this painting by someone you don't know. That's not that great. And you think, what? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I just waited in line and went through vapor locks to see this. Right. So I'm going to look at what I want. Exactly. And uh, yeah, well, I'm looking at that uh, because I did look at that other painting as well. Um, and I can't tell you who it was by. 
And I'm like, wow, that really sucks that you have the painting opposite. <laughs> right, exactly. You painted supper. the painting opposite Arguably the Arguably the most famous painting in the world. Correct, correct. It's like the warm-up Milan, singer for Adele. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, and, you know, but Milan was, Milan was incredible. And I highly recommend if you do this trip, uh, Milan is a great way, great place to spend. They talk about Milan not being a tourist city because there aren't the big monuments like there are in Florence and Venice and Rome and things like that. We love Duomo. Well, I'll tell you, the Duomo, which is just yeah. steps from the Park Hyatt, is, you know... Uh, uh, let, me, let me say this. Um, the Duomo, because... You know, Italy knows churches, and they do them well, and there's nothing, there's no understated churches in Italy. Um, but what cracked me up was that there was more security, and I'm not exaggerating here, there was more security to get into the Duomo than there was to get into the country, <laughs> because I was pretty much waved through passport control. And it was like, you know, oh, just, they took a cursory look at my passport, asked me no questions, oh, come on in. I'm like, okay, that's kind of scary. But in the Duomo, you've got guys with AK-47s. Yeah. They are going through your bags. They are checking your ID. They're doing all this stuff. Um, it, was, it was kind of funny. The hotel is also right uh, one or two blocks from the world-famous opera house, La Scala. Mm-hmm. So definitely, if you're going to do this trip, we've already been to Milan, so we chose not to go early. I strongly suggest spend a couple of days. In and Milan. if you're going to be in Milan and want to see the Last Supper, because it's not part of this adventure, that you have to purchase tickets well in advance. This is not a show up and buy a ticket a thing. It, they sell out all the time. You have to purchase your tickets months in advance, and you have to pick a specific date and time to visit. Mm-hmm. So from Milan, uh, Adventures by Disney will then take over your vacation. They will come and get you, get your luggage, and so your adventure officially begins under the umbrella of Adventures by Disney, and they drive you out to Streza. Do you remember how long it took you, Pete? I want to say it was about an hour outside yeah. of Milan to Streza. It's in the lake region. You yeah. go to you're you're traveling to Lake Maggiore. Correct. Um, we arrive at Reg- the Regina Palace Hotel, and we have a couple pictures of it. Absolutely stunning hotel. Um, Beautiful grounds. It's all Art Nouveau. It's absolutely incredible. Um, you can see how at one point it was a palace, for sure, the way it's designed and the way um, it's laid out. Um, it, it was, and you know, it, it it does have it does have an old world charm to it. Um, but I, I refer to it as Liberace's summer home. It's very ornate. Um, not my particular style. Um, it's a little over the top, but it was uh, it was very charming. I will say it was charming. But Liberace Summer Home. It's definitely an, an Italian palace. It's definitely over-the-top kind of stuff. And um, I talked about this on another show about something else. But what's interesting about European hotels, and really Italy specifically, is the hotel itself is gorgeous. The common spaces are huge and grand and beautiful. And then you get to your room. Yes. And they're a little small. <laughs> they're a little awkward. Um, everybody's room, everybody's room was different and everybody had a different challenge. So it was kind of fun when we all met and, uh, our friends, Jeff and Val had a suite. However, their suite included a bathroom with a stand up shower with a door. Now, Jeff and Val are not big people with a door so small that the two of them had trouble, both of them had trouble squeezing into the shower. So I thought, well, it's a good thing John and I didn't get this room. <laughs> so one of the things about this hotel is uh, 
Kevin mentioned, it's uh, right across from Lake Maggiore. Mm-hmm. And beautiful vistas, beautiful views. A couple of shots of the views from our room. So you know, just it's the Italian countryside. It's incredible. And also keep in mind that this is on a lake. So this is really the Italian version of a shoreside or a seaside mm-hmm. resort. Uh, I grew up in a town in New Jersey called Ocean Grove, which is a seaside resort. And there was a lot of that feel there for me, mm-hmm. um, with just the energy. Um, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot prettier. Um, beautiful town, great energy and vibe in Stressa, especially just walking around. And now, when we were there, we were there at the end of August. It was hot. It was hot. I don't know how else to put it. It was hot. It was hot and it was humid. And the air conditioning in this hotel was limited. It was challenging. We actually slept with our door open, and below us, someone decided from 1 a.m. until 5 a.m. to play the song, Oh Happy Day, on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) I almost went out into the Italian countryside with a rock. (laughs) Hashtag stuff that happens to Kevin. Exactly. It definitely, it was, you know, it's one of those things of when you go away, you kind of have to accept what's going to happen. Right. You well, kind this, of have to accept the fact that you're not in America and things are going to be different. This it, is a this is a true European, old style European hotel, which means beds are smaller, rooms are smaller, bathrooms are smaller, uh, amenities are different than what we're used to. Absolutely. When you are When you are traveling for the first time into a place like this, uh, it can be a little jarring because we are used to a certain a certain style. Um, that is not I, – I will say it is what you get from the rest of the trip. It is not what you get from this hotel though in terms of that. I found the rest of the, the trip, the, our hotels – uh, seem to progressively get yes, more modern. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, better hotels as we went along. Absolutely. I don't th- better, just different. Different. More modern. Yeah. More modern hotels. This was a lovely hotel. It was lovely. Couldn't have been, oh, well, although we were told that we should, when we first checked in, we were all told to stand back a little bit because apparently the hotel desk clerk was surly and only liked to speak Italian. So we had to spend send over this Italian speaking guide. And I didn't find that at all. I didn't either, I didn't but this was the story we were told. Yeah, I didn't have any problems there at all. First day, you arrive, talk to the the ABD guides. Uh, everybody kind of gets together. We have our welcome dinner, our welcome reception. I don't know why I didn't take any pictures of the food that night. I did, and mm, okay, they'll be good. included. Good. We'll run through some of those. But I do have from the rest of the trip. Um, I enjoyed the food very much on this trip. It started out really good, and I think it just got better after that. So uh, that's your first day. Well, and because isn't uh, isn't that? Oh no, the, the welcome dinner was in the hotel. Right, welcome so dinner. So no, was I don't in the hotel. have I don't have pictures of that. That's okay. So the welcome dinner is in the hotel. Very nice. Everything was done very well. This hotel is situated in such a great place. Steps from the shopping downtown area of Streza, which is not huge, but it's charming and I would call it a village. Yeah, Stress is not a city. And some great, some great little stores. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's very touristy. Yeah. Um, f- some phenomenal restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all went out and had uh, a group of us went out and had pizza when we first checked into the hotel, and it was I mean just we randomly came across someplace, and the pizza was. Yeah. Did you sit out by the lake? Um, we read pizza out by the lake also. Yeah, yeah, we did. I don't remember the no, name. No, we of didn't it. have pizza by the lake. We had pizza by the. Uh, 
stores in the little, remember, when the outside place? Yeah, we were right off that main drag that went right in front of the hotel. We just yeah, we went up. there with a bunch of people. Remember yeah. we moved, we changed tables six times? Yep. Um, so that's day one. We're moving on to day two. Uh, day two starts with breakfast at the hotel. I do have some shots of breakfast at the hotel. Um, you know, kind of typical European breakfast in that you're going to find run the gamut. They're trying to appease American tastes, but it's all still very European. It's mm-hmm. still very Italian. Just so you flip through these, Craig. Um, you know, juices and breads and sliced meats. Eggs were available. Uh, bacon was available. It's, an, it's a very um, – it was a, a very varied buffet. There's an awful lot of food. Right. For a breakfast buffet, and again, trying to trying to meet all tastes, trying to make sure that they get everybody. This one is after we were there, <laughs> <laughs> right after John had hit the meat buffet. It's a little bit gone. So you know, you start your day, you got a great breakfast, everybody's happy to get started, and this is a day where we take our mini boat cruise and tour of Isola Bella, Isola Bella, on Lake Maggiore. There is this island that things happened. It's uh, the home of Carlo the Third, Bor- Carlo Borromeo. Borromeo. Okay, stop trying to impress me. You are reading. I am reading. In 16, <laughs> he built this in 1670. Right. Very fun island, cute little place. You take a really nice boat ride out. I did not go on the tour of the building. Uh, Pete did. I did. So he's got some ex- firsthand experience of the tour of the building. Okay, first of all, if you're scared by dolls... There was some creepy, creepy ass dolls in this because apparently the the wife like liked dolls, and I'm pretty sure these things came to life at night and <laughs> killed people. Um, but this is, um, you know, this is a you know, a, you know, almost almost Italian royalty. Uh, this family, and so this is a palace, and it is one room after another of incredible artwork. Um, it reminded me a lot. Of um, in France, in Paris, outside of Paris, uh, uh, Versailles. Versailles. Thank you. Um, where you know, like the first room you go into, and you see all this artwork, like wow, this is incredible. And you go into the second room, wow, this is incredible. The third room is like, <laughs> okay, is there anything else here other than right, exactly like artwork? Um, but I mean, so it's a, uh, and the grounds are stunning. The grounds are stunning, and it is, it, it's, it's quite an impressive. Um, it's quite an impressive palace, um, but you know, for as nice as it was, it ended up being the low light of the day yes. uh, in terms of what came after it. Right. And here's the deal: it's very, you know, if you're into this type of thing, it's kind of cool. From what people told me as they exited, because I did not go in, I sat and had hot chocolate uh, and found this little cafe. And people said things like there was a room where the gentleman uh, was into tricking people, apparently. And there were water holes, spouts in the floor. And we're talking about the 17th century. Yeah. 16th century. And, yeah so and it was all very ingenious of what he did to sort of trick his guests. There's one room done in compl- one, one of the um, seaside, well, like, like I guess it would be like where the pool was or the entrance to the, the lake was. The room was done entirely in black coral, um, which stunning. But at the same time, you're like, oh, God, the coral trade. Um, <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, it's uh, people for the ethical treatment of corals would have lost their mind. Really? But Show some of these pictures. We've got um, 
as with every Adventures by Disney vacation, you are greeted by a local guide. She joined us uh, to help people get through the, the tour, and she explained stuff. The person holding the map is one of our tour guides. Her name was Mickey. Mickey. Michaela. She's amazing. Um, and on the grounds, there were local vendors set up. And the stuff ranged everything from crafty little items to a lot of tchotchkes. You know, you could buy T-shirts and Pinocchio dolls and all this sort of usual stuff. But it made it for an interesting, uh, an interesting day for those of us who didn't do that. Now, I have to say, the entrance to this boat was gravel and extraordinarily steep. Yes. And I didn't go because of that. And then when we got over there, John texted me and said, not one stairway has a hand railing. I just, if you're looking for accessibility, this isn't it. Listen, you know, just this is, I think this is true of Italy in general. Yeah, it is not handicap friendly. Um, if you're in a wheelchair, if you have mobility, mobility issues, issues um, these trips are extraordinarily challenging. I'd like to say it wasn't, but, you know, it's not the U.S., there is not the ADA that requires a certain level of accessibility in all public places. So, unfortunately, you come up against... I knew, just looking at the steepness of the entrance to the boat, that this was just a bad idea. Because I was happen. not concerned. I Going down would have been easier. It would have taken all 35 people to push me back <laughs> up that hill. So, I stayed in Stressa. And while they all toured, I found a cafe and had... Diet soda and bruschetta, <laughs> <laughs> which is what Italy is all about. Isn't and it? chopped and watched people. It was awesome. The boat takes us back. We go back as a group, and one of the things they offer is they offer a wine tasting demonstration. Um, we don't usually go to these. Kevin mm-hmm. and I are usually like, "Our oh, board wine is wine. We're not into that whole." We thing. don't drink, right? Tell them a little bit about our wine tasting experience. We were told um, now one of the guides. On our trip was Summer Rose, and Summer Rose has been with us on several trips, so we've gotten to know her. And she said to us, don't miss this. This is worth it. And it's at a wine shop in Stressa called, let me get it right, La Cambusa. And as you walk in, this is a very well-stocked wine shop. From what I understand, these people are just geniuses at knowing the wines that they sell. However... We all sat on anything that was flat, and there was this lady, and I am so sorry that I don't remember her name, but she was second generation, and she ran the wine shop, and now her family works there also. And all I can tell you is that she's one of the most entertaining people I've ever heard. People were raving about her. It's so much fun. Um, she was so funny. She was funny. She was charming. sassy. She was charming. She was telling a story, and you can tell when somebody's when people are a good audience, you could hear a pin drop. And if you looked around, everybody was hanging on her every word. There was food and alcohol. She had different dips and things that she let us taste. She... Let us taste something that was truffles in oil. And you. she told you how to mix it with pasta or how to mix it with uh, cream cheese to make a dip. All I can tell you is that I think they had a very good day as we all left because they Southwest. shipped to the United States. And ours... Stuff came in crates, and we brought no wine. This was this was one of the highlights of stress as far as I was concerned. Pete, what did you do that day? Because I know you. You know, I walked around. I um, 
I stopped and I, I stopped for lunch in just one of these little cafes and had an amazing meal. That was the other thing. It's just like every place you went. It was like you couldn't find a bad food. You meal. couldn't find bad food. Now, keep in mind, you go to Italy, you eat Italian food. It's not like London. It's not like New York where there's a Chinese restaurant, a Thai restaurant, and this or that. No, you're in Italy. It's pretty much Italian food, but it's really, really, really good Italian food. And it's also very different than what a lot of people are used to. This is not the red sauce capital of the world. This is northern Italian right. food. And, you know, just get used to fresh, locally sourced. I found other uh, the restaurants that we went to, because you're on a lake, there was a lot of lake fish available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I'll tell you, that's, that's kind of what I did. Is I went into a couple of shops and, and, you know, just kind of explored, took some pictures and... Uh, had a had a great lunch. This is the day we went and had pizza. And we went out. It was right out by the lake. Again, it was right on the main road right. in Stressa. And we had, there were eight or ten of us. And again, we moved tables four or five times because every time somebody showed up, we needed a bigger table. Yeah, we kind of made Katie Lang angry. <laughs> Katie Lang was our waitress, and she was a little bit upset with us that we kept. There was not one hallelujah coming out of her. No, there's not. Uh, lunch and the afternoon are on your own. And this night, we are going to do dinner together. At Monterosa Farms for a family-style uh, dinner. So we have to preface this by saying there cannot be an Italy Adventures by Disney trip unless they scare the bejesus out of you. This is one of those things where we get in vans and we go to the top of a mountain. And now we travel every place in Italy by large Mercedes yeah, coach. Beautiful coaches. However, they explain to us that there are 51 switchbacks up the side of this mountain, and that we have to break up into small vans because the bus won't fit. He says switch, switchbacks. They are hairpin turns. Mm-hmm. And after a while, you know, if you're – I'm being very serious here. If you're prone to motion sickness um, – Or fear of heights. Well, especially motion sickness, you might want to uh, go the route of a little ginger or uh, some Dramamine. kind of yeah, – Dramamine. before you do sure. this because it is quite uh, – I mean, we were in the larger of the vans, and on more than one occasion, he had to pull forward, he had stop, to do a three-point turn. back up. So here he's backing up towards the cliff and then go up the hill. And then there were points where you thought, I think the road is washed out. Like, because I was sitting in the very front seat of the van, mm-hmm. and I was like, are we really going to drive over this part of the road? Because it looked like it just completely washed out. So it was a little scary. It was a little nerve-wracking. And we get to the top, and we get to Monterosso Farms. And I'd like you to show them this picture that we have here. I don't know if you guys can see it very well. This should be a harbinger of what to expect when you get to the top of the mountain. <laughs> Big, giant, scary Pinocchio greets you yeah. for no reason. <laughs> With no- Geppetto in his groin. Yeah. Geppetto's carved Well, he his- ate Geppetto. Is that what it is? Yeah. He was hungry because he got to the top of the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> And they, they build this as there's going to be donkey rides for the kids and there's going to be wine and food and stuff. Um, it was very, very picturesque. It was very beautiful. Picturesque is, is an understatement. Um, I mean, yeah, you go through this, you go through this harrowing experience to get up there, but then once you are, you're like, okay, I'm really glad I did this because right. it, it's just this, most people get out of the van and kiss the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but kidding. then you get this. And the, the, this is not the Alps. This is the, um, 
what do they call it? Um, there was a, a, word, a, a phrase they had to describe these mountains, and I can't remember what it was. Um, I don't remember. But you know, Is this to, the Apennines. I don't remember. They, I, I, you know, doesn't matter because they're absolutely now. You know, for me, having never seen any of it before, uh, I'm looking at this going, "Oh my God, these are so majestic." When you do get to the Alps, which you right, will right, on this trip, right, you're right. like, "Oh my God, they were hills." Compared to what this you're was one at. of those trips where, like, every time you went somewhere, you're like, "Oh, I can't believe how gorgeous this is!" And then the next place would be even more beautiful, right? And even more beautiful until you finally get to the Matterhorn. But this is the top of the mountain is beautiful, and the food they served us. There was a place where most of the people went to have their dinner was down a slope. And they're appetizers. They're appetizers. appetizers. I apologize. Right down this slope, and we opted to stay sort of at the top, so we were kind of by ourselves. They could not have been nicer. Oh, they were amazing. Well, I think it's also important to mention this is a working farm. And everything they serve you is made on this farm. So it's all – I mean it's the the height of locally sourced, uh, including the meats that are served. This is farm to table. This is farm to table. Their farm to their table. And that antipast that we're looking at right now, that – I know. I know. Because it's there is, you know, I think those, the, that phrase "farm to table" gets thrown, thrown around a lot. Um, when it's done like this, farm to table, everything just had a quality and a flavor and a texture to it that was completely unlike anything I tried before. And these are the appetizers. Right. They showed the beets. We had typical beets. That's what that typical beets and typical onions. And that just tickled me. Yeah. So I finally had Michaela explain to them, explain to me why they were called typical onions. And they were, they, I, we would kind of called them pickled beets or pickled onions. I kept saying, I need to know why they're typical beets. And she said, well, that would be what Italians would typically eat with this. So that's how everything is referred to as your typical onions. It couldn't have been nicer. I mean, we are not drinkers. So with sodas and water, and what could we get you and what could we bring you? And then and they were very, very proud of their new stove. Oh, yes. Uh, their grill. Their grill. Did I want to see the grill? And the lady said to me, have you ever seen a grill? And I said to her, well, pretty much everyone in the United States has one. <laughs> yeah, really? This is not what she was talking about. This was a room where this had been built into a wall and it was a rotisserie and it's where they smoked and cured and did all of They were very, very proud of this. They were so proud that we were there and enjoying ourselves. It was like a new one. It was like they had just oh, they had, had it. just built a grill. And I finally went and saw the grill because she had asked me for the fourth or fifth time if I wanted to see her grill. Now, I was thinking one of those old charbroil things, yeah, right, you know, exactly. where you lift it up. This is lovely. And one of the things that cracked me up was this picture we have is you're sitting there and all of a sudden this donkey walks through. Yeah. Like it's normal. I actually <laughs> tweeted a picture. There was a picture of you and Pete sitting next to each other and behind you there was a donkey. So I tweeted, this is three asses on the top of a mountain. <laughs> but our guide had to come and get the donkey out, you know, as you do, as it happens. So then the actual meal starts. So we're already full and we're already thinking. So yeah, we go inside because they have a full dining room. Yeah, we went inside. But very the rustic again, very, very rustic. Yeah, it was very um, mountain lodge inside. Yeah. Family style, everything was served family and I, style. You know, and it's so funny because this was a meal we had, what, like six months ago. And I'm watching, looking at these pictures going, I remember just how damn good it was. The risotto and those raviolis. Oh, forget it. And oh my those gosh. Those raviolis, yeah. I can still taste those raviolis mm. in the best possible sense. It's right, not like exactly. they're still coming up, but they're so good. This was a wonderful meal. It really was. However, 
It was a wonderful meal with the knowledge that you had to get back in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, you had to go back down the mountain. And we're sitting there, and it's getting dark outside. <laughs> and we're thinking, he's got to drive down those switchbacks. There were the 51 dark. switchbacks. We were driving down the mountain, and apparently this is Lover's Lane in Stressa. Yeah. And as we came around the corner, three big vans of people, there were two people sitting on a guardrail making out, do you want to see two scared Italians? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just parked their car on the turn. They right. got now. They were just they were startled by the three pit vans of people. So that ends day two. Get back to the hotel. The next morning we head off to Lake Como. Again, you talk about going, you know, like, oh my God, this scenery is so beautiful. And then the next day right. you go and do this and you're like, oh my God, this we, is incredible. We board our luxury coach. Uh, we got a picture of our guides, Summer Rose and Mickey. Um, fantastic through the whole thing. Couldn't have said anything better about the two of them. We love them to death. I've yet on any one of my adventures by Disney to come back saying, yeah, that guy sucked. Not we, once. The very first yeah. adventure we ever went on, this, this story, was in 2006, yeah. they had put up Craigslist ad for guides. And we had a guide who checked his cell phone and said things like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. And walked away from us. Yeah. That changed very, very quickly. Yeah. And after that, this was the first year. After that, there's been no such so. thing. They're all good. Here's our first sort of shot of Lake Como. And then, of course, it just gets more spectacular after that. It gets incredible. Right. They bring us into, they, they, they bring us into the town. Um, and, you know, then we have to walk to where we're going to have lunch. Short walk. And so that's when we get our first look. As we're walking in, we get our first look at the lake. And yeah, it's like wow. Okay, this is this is really really beautiful. So coming up to uh, it's Villa Mirabella, and here they did a private cooking class for us. And again, this is one of those things that usually Kevin and I avoid at all costs. Or if we're doing a trip, we say to them, "Can we not do this because we think it's going to be stupid?" I don't know about you, but I had so much fun. Well, it was so enjoyable. Because we were a group of people and we had been together a couple of days now, you know, we all knew everybody. We, this was one of our exclusive groups. And I don't know that the husband and wife who run the villa had the sense of humor that this chef had. Oh, he was great. He had a good sense of humor, and his sense of humor rubbed off on. The chef was the husband. It was he owns the villa along oh, with his wife. Then the wife was the one who didn't. She yeah, was she dressed was dressed really well. She was oh my god, she, she was, was dressed drop dead gorgeous. Really, but, but she didn't have a sense of humor. Now keep in mind, um, this is a cooking class, right? Um, but the 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 class is being given by a Michelin star chef. Yes, and uh, this is the same Michelin star chef who is going to make your lunch um, in a little bit. And so this, and he does not speak a word of English. So Michaela, our, our Italian guide, um, had to be up there translating and then brought up a few of our, our fellow travelers to, you know, help him make, make the pasta. And we, he made, we're making gnocchi. Yep. I actually videotaped every second of this. I didn't have time to edit it down to something we could watch. I'm going to get that to Craig so we can insert it into here. We had a great time. Everybody seemed to have fun. After the cooking class, we moved into uh, the room for lunch. And this was the oh my God moment yeah. of yeah. lunches. This was one of the most elegant oh, rooms. So good. It just was so beautifully appointed and so well laid out. And it was just, it was the most lovely experience. And 
I've talked to several people who are well-traveled with Adventures by Disney, and every one of them comes back with, this is the best meal of any trip anywhere. This ranks, this ranks truly, and I'm not being hyperbolic in saying this, this ranks as one of the best meals I've ever had, let alone on an ABD. I would agree. Um, the, you know, we, can, we can talk about the flavor, we can talk about the quality, all of which... Oh, look at those gnocchis. Oh, my God. Those <laughs> oh my Lord. Were so good. Those gnocchis and pesto. But the fact is, you are being prepared a meal, a fresh meal. Everything, all the pasta being made that moment by a Michelin star chef. There aren't too many places you're going to get that experience. It was truly a lovely afternoon. And he was gracious. And they were gracious. And they and were. And his wife, yeah, let's just for a second, yeah. She may have had the personality of a blender, but the woman was absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. She was. She was a supermodel, and she was dressed that way, and she kind of stalked through the dining room making sure everybody was okay. She, I, don't care how, I don't care what condition you're in. Everyone looked fat next to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, him too. I mean, he was a yeah, beanstalk, but yes, I agree. And so after this incredible meal, which I, I didn't even think we can describe how good I don't it think was. we're doing it justice. It was, no way. it was perfect. It really was. And the other thing that cracked me up about this meal was they brought out the portions, and I thought, oh, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger after this. But I didn't. No. Because there were other more courses. There were like four courses, and they were very filling. So after this, we walked down to our boat. We take a lovely boat cruise of Lake Como. I used to describe Lake Como as Lake Como as <laughs> – as a joke there – as the most beautiful place I had ever seen. This now has um, competition. This trip makes you com- make. There's competition. This is lovely. Yeah. It's it's. You know, you hear so much about Lake Como. Um, because <laughs> the joke of- is, we used to say Lake Como, and somebody asked us if we were saying Lake Homo. Yeah, and John said, "No, that's in our backyard." So there you go. There's the joke. <laughs> so it's Lake Como. Como. Um, you know, and of course, it's you know what we're you know. It, in in popular culture right now, it's famous because George Clooney uh, has a villa there. And yes, you do get to, like, they point out where George Clooney's villa is. Um, but uh, this is truly the playground of the rich. And there are these just spectacular villas all around the lake. And it's absolutely beautiful, beautiful boat ride. I mean, look at some of these incredible, incredible That's houses. John and Kevin's summer home. That's right. They, we had a guide who told us about all of the these boat different of guide, the guide yeah. on the boat. He was, and he gave descriptions of all of these different villas. And there was the one that I loved was there was an opera singer who bought a house, or her, uh, her paramour bought her a house, and he lived across the lake, so he could hear her sing to him across the lake. It's a lovely story. She had a private entrance, but you, as you're riding along these villas, you start to turn tune out. I did the details, and I think to myself, this is wonderful, but I don't need to know any of this. I just want to look at the scenery. The scenery yeah. is absolutely I don't have a picture incredible. of it. Do you remember the one house that had a gondola mm-hmm. where the yeah. car parked, and then they actually rode down uh, from the from the uh, parking spot to their house in a gondola? Yeah. Beautiful day. Fantastic day. Um, we would go through it very fast, but it was quite a long time on the boat. Yeah, we were on the phone for uh, on the phone. We were on the boat for at least an hour. We returned to Stresa for the evening, and we are on our own for dinner. 
And we decided to go to a place that our guides recommended. Always go to the place that your guides recommend. Always. And they tell us you shouldn't make a reservation because it's small. Well, I think of what, 30, how many people we had on this trip? 40 people on this trip? 36 of us went to dinner. <laughs> All so, except me. Except for Pete, again. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Here's the theme. We took everything but four seats in the yeah. restaurant. It was every seat was in this restaurant. And again, incredible food. A little tight. A little loud. The food was surprisingly reasonable, too. Yeah, it was reasonably priced, for sure, for what is, like Pete described as a short town. Right. So for where a lot of people go and would spend some time. Yeah, I opted because I needed to, I needed to, I had been shopping. Uh, you know, I, I, I was in Milan for five days, and, you know, I shopped. Which I want to say that if you're, if you're the per- kind of person who likes to shop at some higher-end stores... Um, Italy is a great place to do that. Um, a, the prices are a lot less than what we pay over here, and you get the tax back when you leave the country. You get you get a good portion. You get of a good portion back. of the value added tax that's included in everything back. So it ends up being a really good deal, especially when the euro is not too far off from the dollar. We um, actually have a VAT story coming up. Yes, we do, don't we? <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, so I needed to kind of repack and, and reorganize things, and I didn't want to get to bed late because we had an early morning the next day. So I decided to have dinner in the hotel. How was which it? Was you know it was really nice because this hotel is again it's right on the on the lake on Lake Maggiore, and so I got to, I, I had my dinner and watched the sunset over Lake Maggiore, and I think I posted something out on on Facebook that night. Um, Did you go to that little? Stunning. It was almost like a little bar area. Yeah. Well, it was no. It was a, a restaurant. It was what was it called? Like Oscars or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and Oops. it was good. It was it was good. I'm not going to say it was uh, outstanding, but it was better than average. So also very expensive. Mm-hmm. But we had a a hotel restaurant meal later in the trip that was not so good. We'll talk about that a little bit later in our experience. I, not so good as an understatement. <laughs> really, as being kind to it. So I realize we're kind of stopping at a weird spot here. The reason why this is the end of this show is because the next show we are off to actually to the Alps and to Zermatt, Switzerland. And I have a feeling that once we get to that spot, it's going to go a little bit long. There's a lot to talk There's about. There's a lot to talk about, a lot of gushing. And just a lot of... Um no, you know, it's, 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 look, you, you look at the prices of these trips and they're not cheap. Let's be honest. Um, depending on when you're going, this adventure is going to run you anywhere from fifty-seven, $5,800 a person to $6,300 a person. Um, and if you just look at that, you know, it's, it can be kind of off-putting, but you know, like I said, you know, we, we, we came back from this trip in September. And we're recording this right now. It's January. Um, more than enough time for the after-trip glow mm. to have worn off. Yet, virtually every day, there is something. Well, usually it's the, it's the cuckoo clock I have in my kitchen that kind of brings me back to a memory from that trip and the things that I saw. And I'm not what you'd consider... Uh, a less traveled person. I oh, travel at least quite a bit. Oh, yeah. um, so for me to stuff. say that, for me to say that 
you know, of all the places I've been, some of the things I saw and, and experienced on this trip were life life defining, if that's not going too far. Um, and I think those some of those things really come in the next in the next uh, episode when we talk about right. the Switzerland. And that's piece not of this. to diminish diminish anything no. we've experienced up until this point. Uh, ABD just, is I'm sorry, ABD is magnificent. At, at, at crafting these trips so they build. Mm. They build to a crescendo. And I think nowhere more than this trip did they do that brilliantly. There was a bunch of well-traveled people on our trip. Yeah, not, not a lot of newbies. And most talk about the next part as one of the highlights in life. Yeah, I think that's... I really don't... I, I, I don't want to be effusive and I don't want to be gushing or oversell um, it or you know? oversell it. Exactly. But it's not, I don't think it is. I don't really think it is. Like I said, it's January That's right. and I still feel this way and I can look at a picture of food or I can look at a picture of a landscape and just kind of be back there and remember just how magnificent it was. We talked about on a previous show we did, we talked about um, going on the harmony of the seas and we all had to sort of jog our memory. What did we eat? What did we see? What was on that ship? This don't have to is in my brain burned in burned in, burned in, in the I, best possible. way. Okay. I will tell you in the next part, I told you today we had the best meal we ever had. I had the worst cheeseburger I've ever had in my life in the next part. That's right. All right. That feels like a great place to end it. Thank you guys very much. Again, next week, stay tuned for part two of our Alpine Magic uh, Adventures by Disney trip. Uh, Thank you guys very much for participating. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great trip, a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. (laughs) 